0: Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me, hello. I'm Flo from Progressive, and did uh, you know...
1: No, I'm just waiting for the bus.
0: So, then you have time to hear about how with HomeQuote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance.
1: Yeah, if I was interested in talking to you, which I'm not. Okay,
0: I'll do the talking, and you just check if you can be saving, which is going to be pretty hard to do if you put on your headphones. Full-
1: okay. See if you're paying too much for home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, I'm going to read ready. This eagle eyes on tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We are back. We've had some some difficulties, to say the least, but um, we're back. <laughs> I think it's best just to leave it at that. I I did do a little bit of a rant on a uh, early bird briefing, which turned out to not provide any tech insight or fresh news. But regardless, we are back. And while we were gone. Um the thing that pretty much dominated underlined dominated the the tech news last week was Huawei. We kind actually no, we never talked about it on Eagle Eyes on Tech cuz that was the episode that never aired. So let's rewind back a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago an order was put out for U.S. businesses to stop dealing with Huawei. And honestly, I think a lot of people at the time just kind of went, oh, okay. Because there's always been like rumbles and rumors about Huawei being up to sketch stuff and that sort sort of thing. So you just figured, hey, it's another step in that. And probably has something to do with the whole trade war thing going on right now with China. Now, before a bunch of you start hitting that stop button, I promise you I'm going to try and leave this as non-political as possible. We are a tech show. We are not a political show. Period. Alright, let's get that out of the way. However, this story does get a little political, but I'm going to keep... Any sort of political biases out of this well then last week the ball started getting rolling and the ramifications of such an order started to show first Google said they will no longer provide official updates to Huawei. this meant that all their Android power phones you know all all of them would no longer get official updates to Android, this also means that new phones would not get the official closed-source version of Android. They could still get the open-source version of Android, which is not as good, and there's there's a bit of differences that if I start going to the differences, I am either going to A, be here forever, or B, misquote something. Let's be honest, specific details on something like open source Android versus closed source Android, I'm not an expert. I don't think anyone's the expert on that because that's such a deep topic that unless you're actually, like, working on both of them, I don't think you know. (laughs) Let's be perfectly honest. So that's a major blow to Huawei. You can't get pretty much the only other smartphone operating system out there. There are a few others, but... I mean, the main war is Android versus iOS. And who are you going to go to? Microsoft? Well, I mean, they also have to... Well, they also went... Microsoft also obeyed that order. So, I mean, you're not going to get Windows Phone 10 for all the for all the no support that would give you as well. And on top of that, the Huawei laptops... Yes, Huawei makes laptops are also no longer going to get OEM versions of Windows 10 Ooh yeah you try selling a uh, a laptop without Windows on it. Let me know how well that goes for you Well I mean you could get Chrome OS on there, right? I mean that's an operating system all oh, right Google's not dealing with you anymore. Which means your only option at that point is Linux. So yeah, so far it just seems like, well, it's just U.S. companies and it's just, you know, an order issued by the White House. So obviously it has everything to do with the trade war. It has nothing to do with the whole rumors about spying. Well, then some bigger moves started to be made outside of the U.S. Like... ARM cutting their ties with Huawei ARM which is based in the UK has cut Huawei off from receiving ARM authenticated chips ARM basically makes the overwhelming majority of system on a chips for cell phones there are a few companies that make ARM like CPUs but the official ones Huawei can't get them anymore in addition they've been cut off from the SD society so now they can no longer officially get SD cards this whole thing over the course of a week it's like a boulder hit a mountain uh, hit a snowy mountain And then started rolling down to just become a bigger and bigger and bigger snowball. Things are not looking great for Huawei right now. And at the same time, with Huawei being cut out, other things are kind of being popped up. Like, for example, the fact that Huawei is apparently, and I don't know how this happened, but apparently Huawei is the world's biggest and best 5G equipment provider. So this whole cut off with Huawei could shorten, well, not shorten, but can cause major problems for the rollout of 5G networking here in the U.S. Last I heard, the 5G rollout across the pond is still intact. Best if you're across the pond to just check with your. Other local news sources there I can't keep tabs on Every country in the world I believe China is still uh, Allowing Huawei to build up Their 5G infrastructure So Huawei's then suffering from being cut off like this Right So if you're Huawei what do you do I mean, the obvious answer would be to, you know, provide some sort of evidence. Because if you assume that this is all about the alleged spying, which here in the public, we know nothing. I want to be clear on that. We have rumors, but we have no solid proof. Anything that might be solid proof is most likely classified. In fact, there has been some word that this classified information has been shared with the quote-unquote tech giants. Which, more than likely, might be why Google is willing to take part in this ban. So Huawei's solution is they're trying to make their own CPUs, their own operating system, And their own storage format. So Huawei's answer, instead of trying to go back to the negotiating table and cut some kind of deal here, because keep in mind, this ban is hurting Huawei a lot, but it's also hurting... The U.S. as a whole as well. The networking infrastructure has taken hit. It's major business lost by Intel, Google, Microsoft. A whole lot of business lost for any sort of cell phone provider that wants to sell a Huawei device but can't. So you would think the solution would be return to the negotiating table. Let's talk this out. Let's provide... Let's either A, stop the spying because it's clearly a big problem, or B, provide proof that, hey, we're not spying, we're not we're not the problem. Or if it's about trade negotiations, fine, let's talk. But no, Huawei's solution instead... Is to just try and go full Apple. I'm sorry, but I don't think Huawei is big enough to become Apple. There's just no way. Apple's barely able to become Apple, for crying out loud. Now, I'll admit, Huawei does have some very interesting devices. They have some very interesting innovations. Some of it being unique, some of it being blatant theft in some regards. But there's still interesting stuff going on at Huawei. There is a chance my door is going to slam because of the wind. I think we're good. But come on. Think about this from the point of view of a consumer. Would you want a device that runs an operating system you never heard of? Would you want a device that uses proprietary storage to expand it? Granted, that's a step above what Apple does. Would you want a device that there is a 0% chance that whatever applications you want are not going to be on the device? Or are going to be on the device. A 0% chance. Because there's no way anyone is going to want to develop their app for Huawei's platform. There just isn't this entire ban and what it's done to Huawei is literally like a nuclear bomb going off in its in its in, in their lap. Because now, whenever you think Huawei. You think about the rumors about them spying on people that were so bad that the biggest tech giants in the world refused to work with them. Granted, under order from the White House. But at the same time, a lot of these a lot of these same tech giants, they're not technically American companies. They work in America, But their HQs in order to dodge various tax laws are located outside of the U.S. They could technically have legal ground to stand on to still deal with Huawei. But they're not. Either because they don't want to deal with it or there might actually be something to this whole spying thing. So that's pretty much what it all boils down to. Oh, actually, I want to correct something I said earlier because I'm I'm right now going through going through. Uh, no joke, I have twenty stories up right now all dealing with Huawei. I did say earlier that um, that Huawei was still developing the five G network in the EU. Um, one little asterisk to that. EE and Vodafone both are not going to be selling Huawei phones for the UK's 5G launch. So they're willing to trust their network equipment, but not their phones? Like, I, I, I'm i not a cellular network provider expert by any stretch of the imagination. But I I do understand enough about networking. But if I was going to be making, if I was Huawei and my goal was to spy, wouldn't I like stealthfully insert my little, uh, my little spying gear into the network hub itself? I mean, what's going to be easier, putting spyware on the phone or in the actual cell towers? To me, it seems like the cell towers. At least with a phone, you can download Norton and it might find it. How are you going to f- find it on the cell towers? I built it. What are you going to do, walk up to me and say you don't know how to build your own cell tower? And I'm going to be like, alright, fine, go build your own cell tower. So we'll see how this story develops. There are some rumors that Huawei might bring out its own operating system as soon as fall. I don't know if that means we're going to be seeing a if we're going to be seeing their proprietary expandable storage module if they're just going to scrap expandable storage. You know, that's the thing. If I was Huawei, I wouldn't even bother with the expandable storage. I mean, if you're going to go go full Apple and make your own operating system anyway why not just not have expandable storage and just go here we go bam 256 gigs or 512 gigs if you want to give us $100 more I mean if you're going to go almost full Apple why not just go the entire way Now at the same time we also have have this little one right here. Huawei is already already looking for a Play Store replacement. So maybe that means their operating system is just going to be based on Android with a bit a little bit of tweaking but use some third party store just to get Android apps on there. So maybe it actually won't be that bad. But again, I have to, I have to restate. If you were, if you were Huawei, why wouldn't you just come to the table and talk, rather than go for this nuclear option of just saying, "Well, I guess we're just going to go straight to Plan C." Why wouldn't you just start with Plan A? Work on plan C in the background. But the way they're talking, the way the news is coming out, it seems like Huawei cutting off ties with Google, Intel, and pretty much every other chip maker in existence was plan A. That'd be the equivalent of, let's say, my tires blew on my car. And plan A was for me to go build my own car. I mean, yeah, all four tires blown, I can't drive it anywhere, but why wouldn't plan A be, come to the table, let's go talk to a mechanic and work on fixing this. Not, a, not the best analogy in the world, but it kind of works, I think, I hope. Oh okay, yeah. By the way, I I also forgot to mention, um, Qualcomm also cut their ties. I I know I kind of skimmed over that because Google, Intel, and Microsoft were bigger. But yeah, Qualcomm's also in that mix. Qualcomm, if you don't know, they actually make a lot of the cellular modems. So that's also a big one to lose. Now, there also was... Let me make sure I find the story. I think it's this one right here. Yeah. There's also this story here. This actually came out very shortly after... very shortly after the ban was issued that the US may be was in talks about scaling back the trade restrictions to make sure it doesn't doesn't affect too much so if that's true that does tell me that at least the US is trying to come back to the talking table. But Huawei, for whatever reason, is just like, nah. We're making everything ourselves. Uh, Robin, even in the chat, asks, did I miss you co- covering the part part the, o- the other day when you talked about Huawei ha- having the 5G chips? Um, we did glance on that a little bit, but I'll, I'll restate it. Again, I don't know how it happened, but Huawei... Is in fact like (laughs) they're apparently I don't know how this happened, but they are in charge of like the majority of not just 5G chips, but 5G broadcasting equipment, the actual equipment to go into the cell towers. Modems wise, I believe they actually do have some 5G modems, but those modems also still need, uh, to my knowledge anyway, other modems connect to other networks. On top of that, there was also a story that was talked about from uh, Unbox Therapy. I don't have the article in front of me, but there's, there was a report from him about how 5G might... Interfere with Doppler radar, which actually could greatly hinder weather predictions. And I'm not going to lie, as much as I love blazing fast speeds, and I would love to have a much better connected phone. Especially since in the past I have taken my phone and I've actually been live streaming driving. Relax, I'm a professional driver. I can I can already I can already hear you rolling your eyes and panicking. Professional driver and the chat was in text to speech, so I never had to look at the phone. My eyes could always stay on the road. By the way, that is the only way to do driving live streaming. Or have a sucker in the other seat to uh, to read chat out. Now, that being said, that the, with um with that being said, I would love to have a five G phone if it meant better connectivity doing that. But if it interferes with Doppler then what's the point from the chat should we be concerned about that i mean if if they have such a grip on it you would think that you think they and possibly by such means china could have ways to cripple 5g networks possibly just conspiracy theory well that's my that was my thought too That was my thought. It's just if I was out there to actually to actually spy as much as possible, I would put any sort of software or hardware to actually spy on things in the towers, not in the phones. But the various blocks and whatnot makes it appear that if any spying is going on, it's in the phones. Maybe because it's so regulated on the towers, I don't know. But regardless, for now, we're going to close the book on the Huawei discussion. Because because for right now, it's still a, a rolling story. It's still an evolving story. The last couple of days, we haven't heard many new developments. I imagine the mainstream news outlets will be talking about this. Because, because of course, the various trade negotiations are in the spotlight and it's highly speculated that the Huawei trade ban is because of that I think it I don't know I don't know if if the Huawei ban is because of spying if it's because of the trade deal with China going south it could be either it really could It might be both. Probably more likely to be both to be perfectly honest. But right now, we just don't know. So with that being said, we're going to break right here and when we come back, the rest of the tech news, including because we're one day late in recording this podcast, we have some fresh news from Computex. Don't go away. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. During the br- during the break, me and the chat were actually having a having a discussion about all the various shenanigans that Huawei has had. Folding screen texts stolen from Samsung. I could have from Oppo. But I'm not I'm not gonna lie. All the various Huawei stole, Huawei spied stories. They all blur together. Uh. all right let's let's stop let, you know let, let's just drop huawei altogether because i mean huawei stole your heart oh <laughs> uh, make, make make sure you keep that you you, you, you don't want to lose that all right let's instead talk about the latest news the news that if i actually record this podcast on time we would not actually have That being the press announcement from AMD. Now, I'll admit, and I'm sorry to admit this, I feel ashamed to admit this. I did not watch the press conference. I, in fact, didn't even realize that AMD had a press conference and that Computex has actually already started off. Until literally this morning, and I actually got the mixer to cooperate properly with my software. Once I started digging up stories, I found a couple of YouTubers who talked about the press conference. And honestly, the only, there, there's some exciting things to talk about, but there's not much that we know. Does that sound confusing? Because it kind of is. For the most part, the biggest news is the fact that the new AMD Ryzen platform will include PCI Express Gen 4. And a whole lot of you who aren't in the know are just kind of going, huh, neat. But there's a lot of things that makes this significant. Because this is the first time that... that now, actually, I could be completely wrong. This is the first time in recent history, I should say, that AMD has beat Intel to market... With a major advancement like this. And on top of that. Me just saying PCI Express Gen 4. Is just like. Oh look. Next generation of slots. Whee! Except it means that you could have. NVMe SSDs. Reading. At. Five. Gigabytes. Per second. Not gigabits. Gigabytes. An entire movie. Read. In a second. Zyfreak in the chat does say that Intel announced they are not shipping PCI Express 4.0 ever, they are going straight to 5.0. I actually don't have... One second here, actually. Okay, so I just actually looked up what uh, Zyfreak in the chat was talking about. And sure enough, on the server platform, we do have a leaked roadmap from, oddly enough, Huawei that um, is showing us that their current plans of going of a sky of Cascade Lake SP and Cooper Lake SP is going to be PCI Express Gen 3 at four, at still 14 nanometers. But in 2021, we are going to be seeing Codename Sapphire Rapids. Which, just on the loss of the word lake, should technically mean that we'll be seeing a new architecture, finally, after 10,000 years. We'll be seeing DDR5 and PCI Express Gen 5. So, Intel might actually be so, (laughs) so angry that AMD is beaten them to G- the PCI Express Gen 4, that they're just going to skip it and go straight to Gen 5. Now, granted, this is just the first one I pulled up, and this is, in fact, just the server platform. There might be PCI Express Gen 4 in Intel's Mainstream lineups. Although on the same roadmap, roadmap, we should be expecting uh, Copper Lake in 2020 to have 48 cores. Dang. Although, oddly enough, we also... Theoretically, according to this uh, roadmap, in 2021, be seeing a new Intel Sync technology for utilizing intel gpus to help encode called and this amuses me way too much a a new encoding technique for the intel gpus called eagle stream i i will say this much right now um i have not signed any ndas with intel i am not working with intel but they absolutely should definitely get me one of the one of these uh, high end server CPUs that use Eagle Stream technology because I, I I I want to be able to say that my Twitch stream is powered by Eagle Stream. You would tell me that's not the most amazing claim ever. Having your Twitch name be Eagle Falcon and that your ser- and that your stream is powered by Eagle Stream. It would be amazing. You can't convince me otherwise. But getting back to AMD. The next gen of Ryzen CPUs. We don't have exact specs on them. There are some rumors out there. There are some leaks. But nothing has been confirmed yet. Pretty much the only answer we got out of AMD that was solid was wait for E3. All right, so that's pretty much where we're left. Promises and claims that, that pretty much lead to wait till E3, but it's not just words. There are a ton of new motherboards that now support PCI Express Gen 4 and the new X570, I want to say, is the new chipset? X570. Oh, we do have clocks and TDPs. Okay, I don't know if this is all of the processors, I have a feeling we're probably missing some on the low end, but the processors we do have specs on start, well, Well, they start at the Ryzen 5, which is a six-core, 12-thread processor. Base clock, 3.6 gigahertz. Supports DDR4, 65-watt TDP. That starts at $199. And at the highest end, we have the Ryzen 9 3900X which is a 12-core CPU, 28-thread, base clock at 3.8 gigahertz, boost at 4.6, also supports DDR4. Also, that top-tier uh, CPU has twice the amount of L3 cache as the others. The, the rest of them are 3 megs, 4 megs, and then the highest end at 6 megs of L2. The TDP, however, 105 watts. Which is a little, uh, woo That's a for a mainstream processor. That's a that's getting that's getting a little high up there. And the price is at five hundred dollars. I don't know if there's going to be integrated GPUs. It probably says somewhere in this article. However. This news was so fresh. I don't have all the details here. More than likely, we're probably gonna be talking about this again next week, after the dust has settled, and we have a, and we have all the info, and more than likely some leaks. The Ryzen three thousand series does not have an integrated GPU. Interesting or it might just be that these CPUs that we got to look at here don't have an integrated GPU but the lower end ones might. Okay. It's supposed to be the 3400s and lower have iGPUs. Okay, so so I only have 3600 and higher here so that must be what my notes said earlier about not all of the GPUs have or the CPUs have been revealed yet okay but regardless i mean although the, the the top tier at 500 seems high you compare that to an intel chip that's with that kind of core count and that's cheap it really is The other thing that's going to matter, though, and you need to listen to this statement before you go and pre-order anything. The numbers look good, but we don't know how the benchmarks are going to look. AMD claims that per-core performance is up by a large margin. I believe they said 12%, which even though that sounds like not much... That is a large margin. It really is. And if that's the case, then a Ryzen option across the board could be a better option over an Intel chip. Right now, well, before this announcement, if you were gaming, Intel was a better choice. If you were doing professional applications, Ryzen, for the most part, was a better choice. But even then, even if you were gaming and bought a Ryzen, you're still sitting happy. It's not like before where getting an AMD chip was a death sentence to your rig. This could be AMD being a better choice. Always. Once these launch, it's going to be very interesting to see how Intel responds. I don't know how they're going to respond, but they're going to respond in a very... They have to respond. There's no way Intel's just going to be like, oh, I guess AMD's better now. I guess we're just going to accept this and just... We're just going to shrug. Whatever. AMD's better now, I guess. No, there's no way. There, Yeah, there is also that, too. I actually forgot. That's originally why AMD was in my stack, was what Zyfreak mentioned. Um, We actually didn't get a chance to talk about this on Eagle Eyes on Tech, but there were four new Intel vulnerabilities that were revealed. And more than likely, yes, it is going to impact CPUs that are Intel CPUs from 2011 onward. And here I am with my freakishly overpowered workstation using components from 2010, just going, ha <laughs> Who's the idiot now? Oh, it's still me, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that's why AMD was in the stack originally. And then I found out that Computex happened. AMD wants to remind you... Their chips are immune to these vulnerabilities. ouch we also now do have an official name for the navi gpus they are going to be called apparently the radeon rx 5700 series Once again showing that if you were like me and you thought you knew how to count GPU numbers, well, you're in the same boat as me and just going, "What?" So if, So if you're lost, if you were on NVIdia team, you counted like this. the first digit represented how new the GPU is. And then the second chip represented how powerful it was. So a GTX 580 is a relatively old chip, but a very powerful chip. Whereas a GTX 740 or actually a GT 740 in this, in this case is a newer chip, but a lower end chip. All right. You see how that works? And then for a while, AMD copied that with cards like the R240, the R580, and things like that, all right? So, so so you see that, right? Well, then NVIDIA went and just skipped 10 digits and released the RTX 2080 alongside the GTX 1660, Which, by the way, are the same age of card, despite what I just told you. And now, we're going from... What would it be? The... The R580... To... The Radeon 7... Spelled... V I I to the Radeon R X 5,700. I, I give up. I, 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 I give up. All right. This is like Dell. This is Dell all over again. I thought I knew how to count and how to decipher their model numbers. And they went and just, Took the table and flipped it on me. And then it's just like, alright, I'm lost again. I'd say the same thing with HP, but I've never been able to understand HP. Lenovo, I get. I can at least understand what's going on there. But freaking GPUs now. I guess you just gotta know. You just gotta know that a Radeon 7 is newer than a Radeon R580. That you might as well just make yourself flashcards Because there's now officially no logic to this And I know technically There's going to be a logic to this But come on <laughs> Can I please Please I'm begging you Please Give me numbers I can count That's all I ask Oh, you you actually want to know about the GPUs. We we don't know anything. They showed us it exists. They showed us what it's going to be called. And if we want to know more, E3. I got to say, though, this might be the first E3 in a long, long time. That's going to have some serious news for PC gamers. Like real talk. Can you remember the last time an E3 focused on anything other than consoles? I mean, yeah, there are some there are some good PC games there that also came out on some consoles, but like AMD is going to really put on a show. Like, they might actually show us more at E3 than they did at Computex. Which really show, throws me off. In addition, also some some uh, news, although not really surprising. Is that NVIDIA has, in fact, put out RTX-based mobile Quadro GPUs. For mobile workstations. It's there for, for all four of you that, that actually care about RTX-based Quadro cards. Although on that same sort of topic, can we just talk for a second about how the GeForce cards skyrocketed in price and the Quadro card pricing didn't budge at all? Like, that's been the rap of Quadro cards forever. That they're, they're so much more expensive because they're for a more business centric customer base. They're more focused on people who, who are willing to shell out that kind of money because they're doing important, expensive work with it. But it's the gamers eating up all the cost on the cost of development for RTX. The Quadro cards didn't budge at all. Am I the only one that cares about that? I am the only one that cares about that, aren't I? Okay. We'll move on then. <laughs> so let's talk talk more about leaks. Snapchat has been caught. <laughs> caught doing what? Well, doing what? Every single messaging company in the entire world does spying. Now, someone actually in the chat, before we actually move on to Snapchat, did they did actually make a very good point. Um, the AMD news will matter to console gamers. Eventually. The fact that Ryzen is going to be better for game performance will matter to consoles assuming the next generation consoles still use amd chips which i mean come on if the consoles used amd chips when they were subpar why wouldn't they use them when they're near top tier i mean for crying out loud it it's almost a no-brainer. And plus we had that leak that we talked about 3 weeks ago, 4 weeks ago about um the the PS5 literally having Ryzen CPU cores, Navi GPUs, real-time ray tracing, um a brand new car and a unicorn all built into it. Like the PS5 apparently just has everything in it. Possibly even a dragon. But that being said, we haven't heard anything about the next generation Xbox. Ooh, maybe the next Switch will run AMD. Nah, at at 105 um, TDP, I don't think that poor little Switch has the cooling for it. That would be a little uh, nightmarish. All right, back to Snapchat. Snapchat, if you don't remember, is a... Messaging service in which you can point a camera at other people and turn them in and gender swap them for much hilarity. And also, I guess you can message people too while you're at it. And that the nice thing about those messages is that they're supposed to self-delete. So that you can send secret private messages and that those messages will never be seen again. You, You know, except for the part where, to the surprise of no one who's been paying attention to the world... Snapchat employees could totally see your messages and, in fact, save them. And much to the surprise of no one, Snapchat is shocked, shocked, I tell you, that this has happened. Quick, raise your hand if you believe them that they're shocked that this happened. Anyone? No. Yeah, me neither. So yeah, just just another example on there. Let's just let's just add that to the pile of instances where messaging companies swear they are really nice and private, and they're not. Womp womp. However, if you just don't care about privacy anymore, um, you could travel to New York. And have Amazon 3D scan your almost naked body in exchange for an Amazon gift card. <laughs> what? I I'm I'm sorry, what? You wanna talk about a story that just came out out of nowhere when when this came across my radar the only th- the only thing i could do was just go wait what oh i didn't say how much it was a $25 amazon gift card so um my thoughts uh one Amazon you might be getting a little creepier than creepy uncle Google and creepy uncle Google was pretty creepy And two Are you trying to scan our bodies to body shame us Is Amazon actually going to become Skynet? I think Amazon might might be becoming Skynet And three, you better add a zero to the end of that gift card. I've laid down my price. $250. $25. Really? Two... Actually, no, I, I would need 250 and a trip out there. Keep in mind, they're only doing this for New Yorkers. So if you're not New York like I am, you'd have to fly out there. But yeah, no, this is is so silly. This is, on a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 10 in silliness. It's almost as silly as Apple swearing swearing they fixed their MacBook Pros this time for realsies. There's a MacBook Pro refresh. It is the same chassis with the new and improved butterfly keyboard switches with the new 8-core processors with the same thermal solution in their new MacBook Pros. (laughs) So if you don't remember, the old MacBook Pros thermal throttled to to the shock of no one to the point where the 6-core Core Core i9s performed worse than the last year's Core i7s. So now we're throwing 8-core CPUs into the MacBook Pros. Now, as far as I'm aware, no one has done thermal throttling tests on it yet. But uh, I cannot wait to find out just how quickly the MacBook Pro decides that its new base clock should just be 0.8 gigahertz. I mean, seriously, this thing is going to thermal throttle itself so quickly that will make your head spin. But that's not the most shocking part. So the last four iterations of the MacBook Pro has had severe keyboard issues to the point that the smallest amount of dust causes the keyboard to fail. And this flaw, by the way, is on the new MacBook Air and the new MacBooks. On all their laptops, they insist on using this keyboard that fails. There is a keyboard replacement program where you can have your keyboard replaced with the same defective keyboard. But the shocking thing is that the brand new MacBook Pro, the brand new 2019 MacBook Pro is on the list for the keyboard replacement program. The brand new laptop is on the list for keyboards they know will fail. You don't care, do you? You know it's going to fail when you put it out there. I I just why <laughs> I mean why even say that it's new and improved and that there's totally not going to be problems when you put out a list saying yeah that, that, that whole thing about the keyboard uh, reliability that's total hogwash here you go I keep repeating this, and I do feel like from time to time that I'm talking to a brick wall, but please, Apple users, stop it. Get some help. You don't have to be abused like this. There are better options out there. And so far, those better options, if you have to be in the Mac op, Mac operating system, is a MacBook Pro from like 2013. I, I just, I can't understand how how a company like Apple messes just fails this much at making a keyboard. And it's not like they're incapable of making good machines. They've made amazing machines in the past. It's just this current batch, all the laptops. If a Mac user came up to me and said, you need, I need a Mac. What do you recommend? All the laptops from here are no go. Not a one of them. I would say, go bite your teeth and get it. No, they're all terrible. In fact, right now, the only Mac I could recommend is the new iMac. That's literally it. That's the only one that I know of right now that does not have a fatal flaw. Uh. You know, I'm making an executive decision right now and just dropping the entire Google block. Honestly, it's not a whole lot of interesting news. Um, oh, Actually, there, there is one bit. I will talk about this one. Uh, a couple of users of G Suite. Well, not a couple, but a number of G Suite users' passwords were stored in plain text. If you use G Suite, go change your passwords. But the real question is... How did Google mess this up? Of all companies, Google? You'd stored stuff in plain text? That's just head shaking right there. Oh, Mob Farmer in the chat asks, what's wrong with last year's Mac Mini? Honestly, nothing. There's nothing wrong with it, but the price increase that it had to the performance it has is kind of a big letdown, in my opinion. In addition, the um, the processors that are thrown in there with the lack of cooling. I think might be a long term problem, but it's mostly the price. For what you're paying, there's just better options out there, even in the Mac universe. Because when you think about it, $800 for the for the computer, then you get a monitor and a keyboard the $1300 iMac that has better cooling, better processor, better better GPU and still has RAM access and better RAM access than the Mac mini the iMac's just the better buy it's not that there's anything critical about the Mac mini unlike all the laptops which are just just the worst you mess up the keyboard. How do you mess up the keyboard? The Epic Games Store did, in fact, have a sale that, uh oh boy, I don't think the sale's going on anymore, but there's a lot of uh, very interesting things going on there. For example, if you bought games in bulk during the Epic Games Store sale, your account might get blocked. Which, honestly, in my opinion, is a really big deal. Because whenever the Steam sales are going on, which, by the way, um, please save me for my own wallet. Wallets are going to be in danger, mine especially. I mean, what I do is I go through and I look for games that's like, oh, I've always wanted to play that. Oh, I should actually get that. Oh, maybe I'll try try that a little bit. Hey, that's on sale for 70% off, and that's... That sort of thing. And I, and I get like a dozen or two games in one go. But then again, I'm also a streamer, so I mean... Two dozen games, that's two dozen games worth of content there. The Epic Game Store is, might block your account if you buy five or more. Dang. On top of that, we don't have a whole lot of detail about what happened behind the scenes, but it did cause games like Borderlands 3 and Bloodlines 2, as well as a number of others, to just pull their games from the Epic Games Store during the sale. What? Now, to be clear, it's just for the sale. I'm pretty sure, in this case, Borderlands 3 is still going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive. Please let me be wrong. But this is kind of telling, isn't it? Epic Game Store going through and making all of these waves, ticking off a lot, a lot of the PC gaming community with their tactics of Saying we're all for competition and then doing everything in their power to kill as much competition as possible. It's kind of saying a lot, really. And then finally, from our little Epic Games Store block, I have this story from Reddit. Where a user requested all the personal information that Epic Games had on them, which you can do under the... I forgot the acronym. The GDPR? GDPR sounds right. uh, Yeah, GDPR. Under the GDPR, you can request your own personal information from companies, and they have to provide it, as long as you're in Europe. They technically don't have to do it if you don't live in Europe, but most companies will still just do it. So they requested their personal information... And then they sent that personal information to the wrong user. The person, in fact, got a letter from Epic Games saying the following. Hello, we regret to inform you that due to human error, a player support representative accidentally sent the information you requested to another player. We quickly recognized the mistakes and followed up with the with the player and they confirmed that they deleted it from their local machine. We regret this error and can't apologize enough for this mistake. As a result, we've already begun making changes to our process to ensure this doesn't happen again. We thank you for understanding. How do you know that player wasn't lying? Like, that's Epic Games' frickin' solution, the trust system? Are you (laughs) serious? I mean, I guess what else can you do at that point, but... Well, I mean, unless everything we've heard about their spyware, like Zyfreak just sarcastically said, is true... But that's your method. You're just gonna say, "Yep they they told they totally told us that they deleted from their local machine. Everything's a okay." Wow. So hey, um, console gamers, I don't expect you to understand where those of us who game exclusively on PC come from when it comes to the Epic Game Store. Versus Steam versus other stores. But um, this is part of the reason why. When it comes to a console platform, you really only have one digital platform to deal with. You could, of course, go to any game store and pick up a physical copy. But there's no deals to say, like, you can only go to GameStop to pick up Game Ball X, whatever. But this is what we have to deal with. We're now told not only can you not get a physical copy, but you have to, underline, have to deal with this distributor. And this distributor is so incompetent that they doxed someone completely at random. Well, I guess doxed is actually a strong word. But they did de-anonymize him. Someone else now knows all about this guy and what they have on him. Yay! All right, let's start getting ready to wrap things up here. Windows 10, the May 2019 update is very, very slowly rolling out. The May 2019 update. Oh, man, if the credit card info was, was in that batch. Oh, man. Ooh. That's a very good point. Ooh. If they just leaked out his credit card info to some random stranger that they hope. You know, if it was me, I would just cancel the cards. Contact the credit card companies, just get new ones. But anyway, uh, back to Windows 10. The May 2019 update is very slowly rolling out to everyone. And honestly, there's a few cute things that are going to be available in the May 2019 update. The main one of note, to me at least, is the ability to, on the operating system level, make virtual machines to test various links. You get a link that's suspicious, can fire up a virtual machine. If it infects the virtual machine, you can destroy it. You know, as someone who is fascinated by that sort of thing, just to see, oh, hey, you're a random bot. What did you just try doing with me with this random link? Oh, that's adorable. You tried to have, you tried to make new accounts on my on my computer. That's adorable. No, let's sort of jazz. I love this. I can't, I can't wait for it, but you know what most of you are going to care about? You know what most of you really, really want from this update? I'll tell you what most of you really, really want from this update. The ability to delay automatic updates even more. To give you more control on when updates are actually forced onto your computer. Wow, there's a thought man it only took them this long to to implement something like that. oh wait they already had that it was called something it was called something they had in Windows 7 and XP so you're thinking, hey I should go install the May 2019 update right no 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 you see this is how you do it all right you wait. You wait until the end of June, all right? You wait until you hear if there are any sort of nightmarish stories about people losing all their data, like with the October update, after installing the May 2019 update. That's what you do. You let those who are willing to click that button do the installation, and you wait to see if it's safe. Because who knows? You might install that update, and all of a sudden, your USB three point card won't work, and that would suck. Oh God, did that suck? Uh. All right, one little oddball story before we get to the la- to the last bird, which is the real oddball story. Ooh yeah officially closes down All right so who remembers what Uya is Anyone Uya was an android based console No joke, that's what it was. It was a little box. It ran on a little ARM processor, and it basically ran Android games. Do you know what the problem with that was? At the time it launched, all Android games use the touchscreen as a controller or use the motion controls of the phone as the controller. It's kind of funny because as mobile games evolved... They started switching more and more to just having on-screen buttons like it was a controller. Which is where something like the Ouya would stand out. Except for one problem. Ouya's CPU couldn't handle games like PUBG or Fortnite. Oops. So yeah... That is the end of Uya. Although, apparently at some point Razor bought them up. I completely... That completely slipped under the radar that Razor bought Uya. But Ouya, uh, Razor is in fact mercy-killing Uya. Rest in peace. You were... Mediocre. And now for the real story. The real weird story. The last burb the last story of the day the weirdest story of the day and yes i do think this is actually weirder than amazon wanting a full body scan of you but granted that is also weird the playdate is a console that is, that is now exists A lot of you have probably heard about this. This actually made a whole lot of splashes on Twitter when it was first announced. The Playdate is a very Game Boy looking portable that costs way too much in my opinion with a black and white screen, two buttons, a directional pad, and most notably a hand crank. And no, the hand crank is not to power it. This is not a keep winding to charge its battery when you're on the go in the case of a gaming emergency and you really, really need to play a black and white Tetris. No, the hand crank actually is part of the controller. Now, there's no real word yet on what kind of games it'll run, what kind of catalog it'll have. But it is kind of just a very retro esque looking device because it looks very much like a Game Boy. I mean, it just does. So I, so here's what I want to know: Why? Why would we do this? Now it is supposed to have games. We actually do have some. I lied. Um, we are getting some, we are getting some games made from people, from the people who have made Katamari Damasi and getting over it. They are both making games for this thing. I, I just, I'm sorry. This thing seems dead on arrival to me. And just look at the chat. I am not the only one. And no, I did not steal that opinion from chat. I mean, anyone who anyone who looks at games, anyone who plays games and goes, so it's a black and white Game Boy for 150 bucks," And the only thing special about it is that it has a hand crank and can't play any games that I actually know of. Um. Okay, why? I mean, let's be real honest. If you really wanted a cheap way to play any sort of like retro-esque games, and you were really desperate, there are, admittedly terrible, but there are portable emulator boxes out there. There are official emelior boxes out there that aren't gotten off, like, the Chinese black market or AliExpress. Or, you know, most people have a cell phone. You could just, although you'd have to dig for it, just get a cell phone. Or, 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 or. Here's a crazy idea. And this is going to sound crazy, okay? You could get a Game Boy! Yeah, a Game Boy is old, but guess what? This crazy thing called the used market does exist. Believe it or not, you could in fact go to a GameStop. And I've, I've, I've seen it. You can just go there. For 50 bucks, just pick up a Game Boy Advanced. And with your remaining $100 you just saved, go pick up whatever freaking game you want. This thing comes with 12 games. I guarantee you could get more than 12 used Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced games for $100. And already right there, you have a better deal, but the only downside is that you don't have a Crank. Oh, darn. No crank for me. Whatever will I do? Sigh. I just don't get what the fascination with this one is. That's going to do it for me, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and I apologize for not being around for a bit doing podcasting, but I have no intention on going anywhere, and I do have every intention on improving the podcast so that hopefully we won't have downtime again make sure to check out our our daily podcast the early burb briefing which you can find pretty much anywhere and also check out my twitch panel twitch.tv slash eagle falcon take care and enjoy the day you know what i'm sorry i i take that back the play date actually is the best deal you could possibly get because no other game in existence would give me the best black and white 2d fishing experience that i so need see ju- just with just with that if they make a fishing game all is forgiven right there bam no, i'm just kidding don't get this thing it, this, this is silly
0: modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.